This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want. The number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We'll give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com allows you to control the content of the website. You find something online that you think is interesting, you just submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners may vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. You can go again to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. And there are many other features on the site. We'll tell you more about those as time goes on here. Now, over the uh, weekend, we talked to uh, Adam Kokesh about the march in D.C. that was happening today. Talked about it to quite an extent. I saw some of the footage uh, from today, but I have been uh, disconnected for the last few hours. I'm not sure if anything actually transpired. Mark, did you hear, have you heard anything? Nothing. I I haven't checked on it. It uh, looked like it was a a good gathering. Uh, There were several, what I would say, a few few hundred at least if not several hundred people uh there at the at the event at the beginning uh online on Ustream it was being watched by approximately it, I saw it jump from a thousand to fifteen hundred to two thousand people just in the first hour or so. It's pretty good. Uh so there were a lot of people watching. It actually made it the number two the uh, number two video feed being watched on Ustream. I mean, Ustream is a pretty big platform there are a lot of people on there watching a variety of different channels and this was number two uh unfortunately it was number one to a bald eagle sitting in its nest and or excuse me it was number two to the number one video which is a bald eagle sitting in its nest and that had about sixteen thousand viewers so about 10 times the uh, the viewership of a bird do not underestimate the incredible drawing power of mother nature yeah so but all that said, I think it, it appeared to have been a, a very successful uh, march, although I didn't get to, to see any of the actual marching portions. So if you were there and you would like to relate what your experience was, we'd love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. That is the toll-free number here, one 855 Again, just one, looking for people who were there uh, experiencing this. In other news out of D.C., this is something that, had we not had the march to talk about Saturday, I think we would have talked about then, so we should talk about it now. And that is, of course, the, the good news that the government is keeping us all safe from terrorism. Now... I had heard this, you know, when I first heard the the pitch on this particular story, my, you know, immediately my, I became suspect. I wondered, well, is this going to be yet another case? This man that was supposedly going to go on a shooting spree in Washington D.C. at the mm-hmm. White House or whatever, uh, this this guy is he, you know, yet another setup by the federal government? In that we've looked at all these other cases of the our saviors in the federal government keeping us safe from terrorism. Look, look how they've swooped in and caught this man right before he was about to set off a bomb or go on a shooting spree or blow up an airplane or wh- whatever the you know the the claimed plot is at that moment in time. It, there was the incident of the guy that parked the SUV in, uh, what was it, uh, Times Square uh, mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, that guy was a real genuine. Was he really? Yeah. Okay. Like there was no there. The FBI didn't know anything about it. Like a hot dog vendor or something Mm. like that caught the guy. Uh, You know, some kind of street vendor. uh, You know, managed to uh, to report it. So I mean, there you have a genuine situation. But but, they didn't know about it. But uh, the majority of these situations, these people are um, you know they're they're armed and supplied by the FBI, and often 
they'll the, the the FBI and and there are cases where the FBI has made it very difficult for these people to get out of doing whatever they were doing. Like they've they've pushed them into it. Um, you know, each one of these situations, it's difficult to know, but. At this part, at this point, the the largest co-conspirator to terrorism in the last decade appears to be the, the FBI. FBI. Yep, that's that's pretty much been my observation uh, as well. And you can look at all the details on all the the different cases, and and you'll see that that's the case. They find some easily manipulable young Muslim person who they is probably angry. Um, I, I I think that I would guess they stoke that, his fear. They stoke his anger. They then. Provide him with all the means necessary to go on a, a you know a terrorist mission. That's how this always works. And I just guessed in advance it's going to be another one of those. And sure enough, that's exactly what the case is. So here's a little bit, a little bit of detail from uh, AlJazeera.com. A, a 29-year-old, by the way, I trust Al Jazeera far more than any uh, domestic news source. Al Jazeera, BBC, RT, these are all better sources than pretty much anything you'll find here in the States, at least of the mainstream. A 29-year-old Moroccan man who thought he was carrying explosives for an attack, that, that's all you need to read right there, who thought he was carrying explosives. Well, the only, the only terrorist who would think they're carrying explosives, but wouldn't, you know, well, I think it could be an explosive, would be the, the terrorist who didn't actually set it up himself. He's just acting out somebody else's plan, and it always turns out to be the FBI's plan. But going on. He's been arrested in, a, in the U.S. Capitol as a part of an anti-terrorism investigation. The FBI said on Friday that Amin el-Khalifi was arrested in connection with a terrorism investigation. The statement said explosives the suspect allegedly sought to use in connection with the plot had been rendered inoperable by law enforcement and posed no threat to the public. In case you had any doubt, now we're three sentences in and it's pretty clear that the feds put this man on this mission. They gave him these inoperable explosives. It so, makes you wonder what inoperable means in that circumstance. I mean, does he have the components and they're just not set up properly? Good question. Because, um, I mean, it, it seemed like in one of these cases they said that this guy was given like a real bomb and that they swept in before he had a chance to use it. Hmm. That's what the news story said. Now, I don't know whether they were accurate right, reporting. It, it's it, another question. It, it, it seems all, unlikely they would have given them a real bomb. But the, not everybody out there is a dope when it comes to building bombs. I see and what you're saying. You've got, uh, you know, the FBI may have, uh, you know, assets on the ground that uh, determine that this person has to be given a real bomb in order to, uh, to, you know, try this out. I, I, I don't know. I mean, could could be anything. Khalifi arrived near the Capitol building in a van with two undercover operatives and walked toward the building, according to court papers. He was arrested before he left the parking garage. Again, accompanied from. You know, the word go. He had the the feds surrounding him the entire time. And remember, these guys aren't trying to talk him out of it. They're not trying to, to, uh, to you know, give him some sensibility, some awareness of what it is that he's about to do. They want him to go through with it. They want him to uh, to think that he's about to kill people. So they'll be able to, to tout that they they stopped a terror they stopped a terrorist. So they'll be able to make themselves look as though that we need them for something. Dean Boyd, U.S. Justice Department spokesperson, said the arrest captain undercover operation, which the suspect had been closely monitored by law enforcement authorities. Yeah, I would say driving him in the van to the drop-off location is pretty close monitoring. That's that's more than monitoring. That's assistance. I mean, anybody else driving a a killer to a location to do some killing in a van would be guilty of some sort of an accessory. 
Would yeah. they not? It's, if you drive the bank robber to the bank, you get charged with a crime. You know, um, in this circumstance, I, I'm kind of torn on this. As far as I'm concerned, if this guy was willing to go – if this guy – was capable of getting his the the assets to do a crime like he this. He was not. He had the feds help him with that. That much is true, but that doesn't mean that he's not capable of it, okay? Um, I believe that I could probably come up with something explosive if I wanted to. Timothy McVeigh certainly was able to do it. Uh, if you wanted to, you could probably learn how. Sure. So if... Uh, blow your hand off experimenting first. Could very well. Uh, so if you're able to uh, you know, come up with these, uh, the, these uh, items or whatever they are and willing to carry it out, I don't mind the FBI being involved. That doesn't bother me. When you're talking about a person who would potentially, like, no, not potentially, who would really be willing to do something like this, but there that's are a one lot, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are a lot of people out there who talk about destroying the government sure. and fighting the government, blowing things up and shooting, you know, the government agents. Uh, there's been talk about that before, you know, in my life, and I've changed my mind about those things, and I, I you know, oriented to peace today. But... There are a lot of people who've been in that angry state of mind, and for good reason. The government kills people and it hurts people, and I understand why they're angry. I don't think violence is the solution, but I used to. Maybe if I were lonely and I were desperate and I were angry, maybe I would have been able to have been you know, victimized by these FBI agents. This man, we, you have no idea I, how I motivated I, this guy I, I was claim before that. he met the undercover agents who talked him into this gig. I didn't claim that. All right, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's more to the story. Obviously, we'll get to uh, that here in your thoughts as well at one 855 It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want via the toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up this weekend, imminent Tuesday, excuse me, Thursday night is the beginning of the Liberty Forum, the 2012 Liberty Forum. It returns this year after taking a year off. Unfortunately, last year it just didn't happen due to some uh, some organizer mishaps, but they brought the original organizer back, the guy that knows how to put this event together, and uh, Chris Lawless is back on the case, which means the event's happening, and it's going to be as big, if not bigger, than it's ever been in the past because people couldn't go last year, so they're extra excited about coming uh, this year. Uh, because if you've been to the Liberty Forum before, you know you don't want to miss it. Like, if at all you can be here for the Liberty Forum here in New Hampshire, yeah, you definitely want to be here. In fact, here's an extra reason. It's not that darn cold this year. Yeah, like, that's true. It's There have been Liberty Forums. I think pretty much every Liberty Forum is usually piles of snow around. You'd be lucky if you see snow. While you're here uh, in New Hampshire for the Liberty Forum this year, it's been incredible. Uh, but that's not the reason to really come to the Liberty Forum, even if it is snowy out. The reason to be at the Liberty Forum is to be around hundreds of other like-minded people, people who love freedom and who are dedicated to doing something about it, 
who are going to move their lives, or in our case, who have already moved. Uh, we've got over 1,000 people in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Hundreds have made the move. Uh, these are people who are, are dedicating their, their lives to you know, working toward more freedom all in the same place. And you'll get to meet some of the, the voices that you hear on this show as callers or people behind the microphones. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting live. There are going to be all kinds of special guests that will be speaking there at the event. Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime. He'll be there. Jody Emery from the Cannabis Culture Magazine. Joel Salatin, who is the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. Joel will be talking about how everything he wants to do is illegal. Legal. And that's uh, in the farming business. Right. And Peter Schiff, the uh, famous investment advisor, he will be in the house on Friday. Uh, Prax Girl will be speaking and many more. Go to John Lott from the uh, book More Guns, Less Crime. He's going to be there as well. Lots of different people. I didn't go through them all. So go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to learn more about the event. Get signed up with coupon code FTL2012. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Coupon code FTL2012. 2012. Looking forward to seeing you there. I believe at this point you can still sign up and you can still get the discount with that coupon code, but it, it's probably too late to uh, to RSVP for the dinners or the luncheons. I believe Sunday was the last day for okay. that. So it's still not too late to get involved in the event, though. And even if you even if you aren't sure whether or not you can buy in advance, you can still show up at the door the day of, and you'll be able to pay for an a la carte pass and get in at that time. It's a great event. It is. I'm I'm jazzed. I mean, I'm looking forward to going back to the Liberty Forum market. Have you missed? Did you miss it last year? I well, you know, I mean, I didn't miss something that didn't exist, but I'm really excited to go to this year. I mean, you know, it, 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 I, was, I wish I felt it happened bad that it didn't happen, but I wasn't moping around in uh, late February saying, "Where's my Liberty?" I Forum? was so bummed it didn't happen last year that I started working on creating another convention to replace it. That's right, you did. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have to do that because yeah. now it's back. Right. So eight five five four fifty free is our number here. You can bring up anything that you want, and again, you know, we'll be broadcasting starting Thursday night. Live from the Liberty Forum. We look forward to seeing you there. All right. We're talking about the story from Al Jazeera, and it's actually, of course, it's all over the place, but uh, sharing the Al Jazeera version for reasons because, well, they're more likely to give you a straight-up version of the story than, say, the mainstream media in the U.S. And what they're pointing out here is what you might expect. When somebody's arrested for so-called terrorism in this country, check the details. Don't just read the headline. Check the details. Learn more about the case, and you will find out almost every single time that the individual in question probably would never have done the terrorism on their own. They were talked into it. They were persuaded verbally and through the providing of materials by FBI agents. This guy that was supposedly going to go shoot up the Capitol building in the White House was provided everything by the feds he was given a ride to the location yep. he was given the the so-called uh, weapon and the whatever bomb he might have had you know it makes you wonder if the fbi set up like a, a halfway house for uh, people coming out of prison and uh, at that halfway house they you know like arm them and set them up for bank robberies and things mm-hmm. like that and then would bust them uh, before they did it i mean what would people think about that because that's what terrorism is terrorism is essentially a crime it's motivated by different reasons but it's right. a crime so according to the story here fbi agents posing as al-qaeda members had provided khalifi with fake explosives they claim he intended to set off at the capitol khalifi made a brief appearance in federal court virginia after uh, in virginia on friday afternoon And uh, the judge set a bail hearing for this week. Criminal complaint charges him with knowingly and unlawfully attempting to use a weapon of mass destruction against property that is owned and used by the United States. The charge carries a maximum penalty of life in prison. Yeah, it does. 
No address for the suspect was listed, but FBI agents raided a home in Virginia after the arrest. A police car blocked the entrance, so the press couldn't get much more information about that. Khalifi expressed an interest in killing at least 30 people and had considered several other targets, including a synagogue, before settling on the Capitol, according to a counterterrorism official. He had come to the United States as a 16-year-old and is not currently believed to be associated with al-Qaeda. He did, however, believe that he was working with al-Qaeda operatives in the current plot, an affidavit or at least that's according to an affidavit submitted to the court. According to that same affidavit filed by the FBI... See, now, if they're posing as al-Qaeda and... Al-Qaeda would give them a ride. You know, I mean, these instances, I think there are lesser and greater sins on the uh, the part of the FBI. And I don't know in this particular instance. But they're but, not stopping real terrorism. They're ginning it up in the first place. But how do they stop real terrorism? I don't know, Mark. I don't think they can. <laughs> well, that's, the, <laughs> that's the point, um, is that... It, right, this know, makes it look like they can stop real terrorism, look, when in point of fact, every real terrorist that somebody comes has happened, to, they can't stop. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to buy a bomb from you, and um, you know, I need a ride to go someplace to uh, use this bomb... I don't have any problem with you know t- turning on that person and th- locking them up in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. However, what sometimes the FBI has done in the past has been involved in this person's personal life to the point of uh, making you it would so they turn can't someone get... in just because they were looking to, to build a bomb. If they wanted a ride to the next place, oh, to a to some they've already That's bombed they somewhere. Did. You mean they bombed somewhere no, th- already? Th- no, they uh, they they want a bomb and they want a ride to the place to use the bomb. I see. And as far as I'm concerned, if they don't swoop in and get him before he pushes whatever button it is, then, you know, I mean, if it's a fake bomb, what's the point in not having a fake bomb if you don't have wait until he pushes the button? So as far as I'm concerned, he needs to push the button. It's not attempted murder until he attempts to murder someone. But yeah. well, they're going to get him for a conspiracy charge or something. like No, that. they're charging him with knowingly using a weapon of mass destruction, which he didn't do. Well, look, if you rob a bank with a gun that uh, with a fake gun, you've still robbed a bank. It's still uh, aggravated, you know, b- robbery or whatever. I thought you said you wanted wanted to wait till he pressed the button. If you rob a bank, pointing a gun in somebody's face and demanding money is robbery. You don't need right. to pull Did a he point trigger. A gun at anyone? Pulling the trigger is murder. Did he point a gun at anyone? He, he did not. Went and commit if he pushed the button on whatever bomb it he is. Did. They, they, they arrested him here. It says they arrested him before he left the parking garage. They let him out of the van. He didn't even get out of the parking garage. Suspicious behavior. I mean, you don't know whether this guy's going to run away and say, boy, I got to get away from these Al-Qaeda guys. They're crazy. I mean, you don't know. Right. So what I'm telling you is he didn't push the button. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free Why line. would they swoop in on him if he's got a fake bomb? This is the thing. I think a couple of times the FBI seems to have given real bombs to these people. If the FBI gave a real bomb to this guy, if they give him a fake bomb, why did not why did they swoop in and get Good him before question. he went? Good question. I don't know. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. More details on the way. You can take control as well. Share your thoughts on this or anything. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press. The Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 855-453-free, the SACL CAI toll free line. Are you scared? There's terrorists running around everywhere. They got bombs strapped to them and guns and... Oh, they've been given it all by the FBI. Well, are you scared? Because they want you to be scared. 855-450-FREE. They want you to think that there's a terrorist lurking around every corner and that only they can save you from them. We'll continue here in a moment. Also, 855-450-FREE allows you to bring up whatever you want. Bitcoin's the world's first potentially virtually anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there's no, there are no contracts to sign, no terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. And to learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It, again, it's weusecoins.org. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash in any major bank. Buy your Bitcoins with cash. Visit bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com. Don't forget, you can also get interactive on our website at bbs.freetalklive.com, where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. It's our essentially our listener forum, also the place where we post show prep. So the stuff that we use on the air, uh, we post to threads over at the BBS. bbs.freetalklive.com. We're sharing with you some of the details on this uh, gentleman who has been arrested in D.C., for allegedly plotting to set off some sort of a bomb, perhaps going a shooting spree uh, at the Capitol building. And according to the story, he was basically provided with all the tools that he needed and the ride to the parking garage where they arrested him before he left the parking garage by FBI agents posing as uh, members of al-Qaeda. According to the affidavit uh, following filed by the FBI agent, this this guy, Khalifi, told acquaintances in January that he thought the war on terrorism was a war on Muslims and that they needed to be ready for war. Later, when he had decided on the no, U.S. I, don't, I, I can totally understand why this guy might believe that the war on terrorism is a war on Muslims. Seems like it. I, I mean, you know, it's all you have to do is listen to talk radio and some of the pundits on uh, some of the, the cable news channels mm-hmm. and, you know, start listening to some of the extreme factions out there in the United States, and you'll come to the conclusion that uh, the war on terrorism is a war on Muslims. Later, when he decided on the U.S. Capitol as a target, Khalifi asked his associates for more explosives to be detonated remotely via cell phone. In January, he unknowingly told them that he wanted to know how big an explosion would be required to destroy an entire building. Unwittingly told them? He says, excuse me, unknowingly is what it says. Say the sentence again. He unknowingly told authorities that he wanted to know how big an explosion would be required to destroy an entire building. I don't know if that means that he didn't know how big the explosion should be or that he didn't know they were undercover FBI Or that you can't carry what it takes to blow up that whole building unless you have a suitcase nuke. Khalifi met with an undercover law enforcement officer who gave him an automatic weapon, which had been rendered inoperable. El Khalifi said... Now, wait a second. <laughs> this is where, you know, it's hard to feel bad for dum-dums, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy has himself an automatic weapon that but has he's been, never trained with it. But he's never shot it. Yeah. Uh, and it's been rendered inoperable. He's never shot it. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, an AK-47, big whoop. Why wouldn't they give him an operable one uh, that isn't fully automatic and say, here you go, you know, you just pull the trigger on this one, this is what we got for you, or whatever. Or show him how to file down the, uh, the, the, the pin or whatever it is. Not that I know everything about this. I hear you file down pins. Don't, kids, don't try this at home. Certainly don't take my word for it. <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, I mean, this this guy hasn't gone and fired this weapon. He's been given an inoperable automatic weapon, and he hasn't fired it. It's it's preposterous. So he carried the firearm around the room, practiced pulling the trigger, and looking at himself in the mirror. The oh, affidavit God. says. Danny Schechter, an independent journalist and filmmaker, told Al Jazeera the case against Khalifi is a classic case of FBI entrapment. He says it seems to be right out of the FBI playbook. It's almost identical to a number of prior arrests where the FBI finds some vulnerable young man, then basically encourage him to get involved in a campaign to be recruited, in this case by some sort of al-Qaeda creation, which really isn't al-Qaeda, it's the feds, and then arm him with weapons and then arrest him. We've seen things along these lines for years now. Let's not forget that al-Qaeda was a creation of the feds. I mean, Another initially, uh, you know, I mean, that's what they armed the uh, Mujahideen and against, created against the, Russia, uh, Russian. Uh, excuse me, the Soviet Union and, you know, created what is known as Al Qaeda today. So he says we've seen these things for years now of, along the lines of entrapment as a technique supposedly for investigative purposes, but actually for prosecutorial purposes. And the investigation into Khalifi had been ongoing for more than a year. Say the counterterrorism official and another government official told the AP the official spoke on condition of anonymity as the investigation is continuing. A spokes bureaucrat for the Capitol Police said at no time was the public or congressional community in any danger. Apparently not. They gave a fully automatic, uh, in, uh, actually a, a, a completely inoperable fully automatic weapon to this guy. And all he did was prance around in front of his uh, full length mirror in his underwear with it. He's uh, a dupe. Yeah. I mean, he's he, a patsy. Well, and it's. This is just how they do it. Well, you know, so I have more and less, uh, you know, bad feelings for for these guys. Uh, Most of them, mostly, I don't feel too bad. But I, you know, the one guy where they... I feel bad for people who are are suckered into doing something that they otherwise might never have had the the true motivation to to pursue. Well, it sounds like he had some motivation to kill a lot of people. A lot of people are angry at the federal government, and if you stoke that enough, then you can get them, you know, if they're easily manipulable... At least he would pick the Capitol instead of some freaking synagogue. Uh, That much, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you that one, but... You know, the, the the case where the FBI goes and uh, scuttles the guy's job in Alaska, uh, that was uh, probably about a year ago. Another one of these uh, fellas where, you know, they talked about it one time. And if you went after everybody who talked about some kind of violence against some kind of organization, you'd have a lot of full prisons. There's no doubt. But, uh, you know, well, the this same is a long of, period. I mean, they spent a year, year on this yeah. guy. Right. So they, they took a long time. And the manipulation to, techniques. I mean, these are the same right. people that, uh, you know, try to get people to confess. They're very good manipulators. They're t- right. That's what they're taught to do. This isn't like they met up with this guy in a park somewhere and, you know, delivered to him some weapons and he went off on his little journey. No, no, no. This was a long time of manipulation, of working his feelings and probably whipping him up into a frenzy and then, you know, telling him that they can help him. And, right. You know, if just if pat- there's some just- situation where he's like, you know, I've been thinking about this. It is not for me. Uh, and then the, the FBI's plant sure says. Sure it is, kid. What about what about all those? What about all your brethren that are dying in the sands out there? Son, where, where are your cojones? What about them 19 virgins you're going to get? Now, at that whole point, deal. that bugs me. That bugs me a lot. And remember, like you mentioned, the other guy in the the Alaska story. The part you didn't po- point out about that story was they actually paid the kids rent in this other one. We yeah. don't know. We don't have all the details from this, right? This just came out. Sure, sure. We just, you know, the affidavits just hit. But in the other one, we ended up finding out that this guy 
had a job. Well, didn't he like have a job waiting for him in Alaska? But they basically talked him down uh, from taking the job and put him up no, in no. a hotel room. They scuttled. They called the job in Alaska and scuttled it. Oh, they wow. made it so he couldn't get the job. So you you never know. I mean, how would somebody who goes and gets? I mean, a job will change your life. Maybe right. it's, you know moves to Alaska, says you know hope is good here. I like this. Right. I'm going to work hard. I Instead, fi- they I kept found him myself a, a wonderful woman. Right. I mean, whatever. Instead, they kept him a jobless loser and paid his hotel room bill for him to keep him alone and keep him disconnected and to keep him on the target and on the track of being angry and being willing to do something. But at the same time, if all the FBI is doing is providing inert bombing materials and uh, keeping an eye on people, I don't have a problem with that. But that's not what they're doing. I, but we don't know for certain in this circumstance, other than they swept in before the guy had a chance to push the button, which I have a real problem with. Well, Mark, because at I, this point he hasn't attempted anything. Okay, if, if you don't I have think a they were talking my, him into it, you don't think that they were, uh, I, we don't, they were manipulating him. We don't know Please, if they talked anything. Into you it. and I both know you don't spend a year on somebody who wants to go. If he wanted to go bomb somebody and was real hot on it, he could have gotten the you know whatever the I the pieces have real the quick. Same, like same reservations and speculations that you do, but I'm not willing to jump to a conclusion if I don't have any information. It's not on a it. jumping to a conclusion. It's an edu- educated guess based on past experience. One eight five five four fifty free is a toll free number. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can bring up what you want and take control of these airwaves. Same thing with that guy in Alaska. The other guy in Alaska, the uh, the non-Muslim guy, the so-called domestic terrorist. They you know they ginned him up as well. I mean, he was angry, no doubt about it. Uh, but they again provide. Shouldn't they, talk like that. It's the best to keep the violence out of your mouth. No doubt about it. One eight five five four fifty free. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. Sickle CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, dial in at 855-453 and bring up whatever you want. Or tell us how you feel about this new bust They've arrested another so-called terrorist who, in my opinion, probably never would have ended up being a terrorist had it been for the uh, police, the FBI specifically, who basically set him up and encouraged him to move ahead with the plan, which is how they do all of these things. I mean, look over the last – it's now been, you know, more than a decade since uh, 9-11 – and, of course, that's the big excuse for why, you know, we need a bigger police state in this country – and just go back through the last decade and look at all. They had of the a lot stories. of egg on their face for you know the reports that had come through on the 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 nine eleven 
terrorists and uh, that, that they didn't react and stuff like that. So, you know, I could see why they're trying harder to. Well, they have to justify their budgets. Be they have to just. Proactive. Right. They have to justify their existence because if over the last decade, the federal government, if, if, if the federal government would be, you know, delivering a report, if the FBI were delivering a report to the, um, the congressman and they were to say, well, we're sorry to say that within the last 10 years of our billion dollars or however much their budget has been over the last 10 years and our bill, you know, millions upon millions of, if not hundreds of millions or billions of dollars that we have spent all this money and we have not caught a single terrorist. It wouldn't look very good for him. Sure wouldn't. So every now and then there's a story every year or so about how they caught somebody and they caught him red handed and he had a bomb and he had a gun and he was ready to kill people. He was crazy. But then when you start digging into all the details, it ends up being that the feds provided him with the bomb. They, they provided him with the encouragement. They provided him with the hotel room. They provided him with the ride to the location. I mean, they, they did almost everything except for carry the bomb themselves. And actually, they did when they, they were carrying it to him. So, Well, what they, I have the biggest problem with on this uh, circumstance is that they didn't allow him to push the button. I think that that is really what indicates for me – I have a problem with everything up to that point because it's all manipulation. Well, it depends. It's creating something that otherwise probably never would have existed. We don't have the specifics as what occurred. I think that uh, I have a lot of su- suppositions like you do. We don't have the specifics to what occurred, but we do know that outside of this, the only example you could give was the guy with uh, Times Square with some fertilizer in his truck. I don't think that he had fertilizer in or his Or whatever truck. it was. was. Yeah, Whatever it was. You gave that example, and you gave it as an example because the FBI didn't have any idea about him. That's true. They only found that guy because the truck was parked there for a long time and didn't blow up. Right. I mean, to some extent, what they're teaching uh, as they every time they bust one of these terrorists, what they're saying to uh, the potential terrorists in, in America is, look, if you're going to if you're going to try to bomb something, you better do it on your own. Don't talk to anybody about it is what they're saying. I see where you're coming from there. And uh, so what they have to do is every now and then they've got to sh- they've got to have somebody to hang out to dry. They've got to have somebody to show the world that they're serious about this. We're out there working hard, America. You thank goodness you've got the federal government here. Because they'd be blowing you up all left and right if they would just, if you would just not have us around. You've got to have us. We're the ones keeping you safe. That's the message. The message is that you need the federal government. And, of course, they want to put that message out there because wouldn't want people to think for a moment that they don't. When, you, when, we, when we've talked about secession on the air and the idea of you know, rejecting the federal government or nullifying and saying no to their mandates and their taxes and their regulations and you know, withdrawing as much as possible from them, some of the fear that people have about that is that, well, what about, what about our protection? We've got to have protection. We've got to have protection from the, the terrorists, and we've got to have protection from the, the people that want to kill us around the world. And you know this paranoid view that there's all these people all around the world that just want to go bomb crazy and, and murder people. But if that were really true, then you'd actually see some instances of terrorism, like real ones, where like the guy with the, the, the truck in Times Square, you start seeing these things happening across the country, especially over the last decade – and it hasn't well, happened. The single best thing that they that uh, the United States can do to prevent terrorism like this is do, you know, like the terrorists keep on saying one thing over and over again. And that is get the heck out of our land. Mm-hmm. Leave. 
Leave us alone. And they say also stop supporting Israel. And frankly, I don't think the United States, I don't think the United States taxpayer should be in any way, shape, or form charged money to send foreign aid, is what they call it, money to other governments. And whether that is Israel or Red China or, or, you know, Pakistan or what? I don't think it should be any of these things. So if you did those two things, yeah. you would have a lot fewer instances of no terrorism. Doubt. Even fewer than we actually already have, which is hardly any right now. And the fact that despite all the warmongering, despite all the foreign aid, those are great points, Mark, and I agree with you, and Ron Paul certainly would be the only choice to make something like that a reality. But despite all of the aggression of the U.S. federal government, the fact that there aren't terrorist events happening on a monthly, if not weekly, basis in this country, I think is a testament to how good people are on average. To how out there in the world, despite all of the supposed anger that is directed against the U.S., it's very rare that anybody actually goes and does anything violent about it. And that the only times that we ever hear about it, almost every time, it's the federal government creating an illusion that there was somebody who cared enough to do it. So, um, you know, looking at this from – you said good. and I think people are good, don't you? I I tend to agree that uh, people are good. But I do think that they're – I think in a lot of ways uh, they operate on incentives. Um, So if they're incentivized to do something that I might consider bad, they'll do it in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. But to me, I don't really know what the difference is – between, uh, you know, say somebody who uh, the civilian casualties in Iraq were like 90 percent. That was in the Iraq war. Ninety percent. So if this guy was going to the Capitol with the intention of blowing up some bureaucrats and didn't care if he killed some innocent people. And as far as I'm concerned, the bureaucrats are part of the government. So therefore, they're not civilian casualties. There's Mm -hmm. probably government workers that were counted in that civilian casualty total because not everybody agrees with me on what a civilian is. But, you know, so this terrorist really isn't doing much different than somebody who's working for a military. He's not wearing a uniform. And I can understand why people are threatened by him, but you would imagine, you can imagine that there were a lot of Iraqis that probably felt threatened by United States military personnel. Sure. So, to me, if the United States military is doing something bad, that or, you know, good, and a lot of people would call it good, um, then, well, you can't really say that this guy really isn't doing anything that's bad. I think that, in their minds, they're doing something that's good. Sure, sure, and that's the mind of the, of the suicide bombers as well. But they, there are suicide bombings in other countries fairly frequently in comparison to the United States. Are there not? Yeah, you know, uh, people blowing up restaurants and it's easier up to get over there. I think shopping to, centers. It's difficult to travel between country between countries these days. Okay, Mark, that's fine. I get what you're saying, but there are 300 million people here. Yeah. And there are people that do travel on a regular basis from here to there. And so you so think I that the people in the United States are better than the people? No, there? that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying that you know the people that want to blow things up are clearly blowing things up, right? They're blowing things up in those other those other countries. Just we're not seeing it happen here. They're probably and it's not because desperate. of the feds. It's not because they're not being stopped or prevented from doing it because of the police or the feds. They're just not doing it. It's just not happening. I don't, I'm not going to propose to you the reason why it's not happening. I believe that the fact that people are generally good is a major factor there. I tend to think that when you're talking about all the people that have been picked up by the FBI in these circumstances, that fewer than half 
would have actually gone through with whatever it, it was that they were going to do. Now, I don't know what the percentages are, but I'm just saying I'll bet you that, you know, these lazy, shiftless losers, this guy couldn't be bothered to go out into the woods and fire an automatic weapon um, just to make sure that he had a good automatic weapon was been provided uh, you know, to him by, by his contacts. It's usually a good idea to, to fire a weapon prior to actually using one. I don't think that this lazy, shiftless loser, if he had not been handed a freaking thing that he thought was a bomb and driven to the location, maybe he could have got cut, taken the bus or something, I don't know. But if he hadn't been handed a bomb, that he would have ne- likely have never have done this. He may have done something else, and I don't know what that might be. But, you know, this is... This is why I don't like these circumstances. At the very least, in this circumstance, he should have pushed the been, been left to push okay. the button. I get what you're saying, uh, but I don't think that matters. Eight five five four fifty free. It certainly won't matter in them convicting him. He's going to be convicted, and uh, to me, it was all the uh, it, the whole problem was what was leading up to it. But let's go to Keith in New York City. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Hey, how you doing, Keith? What's on your mind tonight? Uh- I've been listening to this conversation about the, the so-called terrorism, and uh, I was actually in New York when the whole hot dog dinner thing happened, and to be honest with you, like, that's the only story I believe, because I, I walk every day to work from Port Authority, which is on 1842nd, to um, Lexington and, and 59th Street, so I walk through Times Square, I walk down Broadway, I, I walk through all of that. Keith, I uh, want to keep you on. If you'd like to tell more of your story, you're welcome to hang with us. We'll bring you back after the news. More coming up. Hour 2's next. 855-450-FREE for your thoughts. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching the second hour of the program and inviting you to the website as well. You can go to freetalklive.com and you can create the content of the website. The stuff you see on the front page, different items with numbers by them, those are votes. And those numbers can go up and down based on the types of votes uh, those items receive on your choice. You get to decide. Do you like? Do you dislike? Yes or no? Vote in the way that is appropriate. And the most voted up of the items will make it to the front page and the top of the site. And, of course, you get to submit things to the website, should you wish. So you find something online that you think is interesting you want to share with us, just do it over at freetalklive.com. It's free. That's freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls, for those of you just tuning in, first hour we've been discussing this so-called terrorist, this ginned-up plot, as has been so common by the federal government to basically find a dupe who is angry about what the federal government is doing and stoke his anger, stoke his fear, Provide him with the weapons uh, that are necessary to create a, an explosion or a, a mass shooting or something like that, and then arrest him prior to him actually carrying out the task. That's basically what happened in a nutshell, as has happened every few years or every couple years since September 11th. Um, and of course, the point that I've been making has been that if it weren't for the federal government 
creating these terrorists, so-called terrorists, then would we actually have any instances of terrorism? And the answer is, if we do, it'd be very, very seldom like the uh, the Times Square uh, so-called bomber. And we actually had uh, Keith on the line in New York City telling us that he walks regularly through the location where this uh, bo- bo- you know this alleged bomber had his truck parked. And Keith, you had just gotten into uh, telling us what you were going to say, but we had to go to the, uh, the news break. So go ahead with your thoughts. It's fun. I, I just I walk by, you know, Monday through Friday every day. I walk by several famous landmarks, you know, uh, the the uh, uh, New York Times Building, uh, Radio City Hall, Carnegie Hall, Rockefeller Center, like all these places. Like, and if I was like, I don't want to scare anybody. Like, I don't want to give a real terrifying ideas. But if I was a lunatic, I wanted to hurt people. It would be so easy because there's, I mean, there's literally hundreds of cops everywhere, and they can't be bothered to protect us. They're, they're too busy writing people tickets to a parking and non-parking zones, sure. pulling cabs over. And, and, I mean, when tour guests, the directions are nasty. Too, like, they don't care about us. I'm telling you right now, I see this every day. The joke. Right. The, I'm more their eyes are, than cops the, than terrorists. I love the point that you're making. The, the eyes and the ears of the police in New York City are not attuned to suspicious behavior. They're not attuned to people slinking about and, you know, looking like they're terrorists or whatever you'd look for to find a terrorist. They're looking for people that are double parked. They're looking for people that are jaywalking. They're looking for other people that, you know, are doing whatever the routine violations that they write tickets for all day. These are the things that they're attuned to. That's what their business is. It's not really to keep you safe. That's all just a, that's a, just a play. Yeah, I mean, I, I wear a backpack because, like, in the morning it's 30 degrees, and by the afternoon it might be 50, so I have to wear layers of clothes, take them on, take them off throughout the day. And, and, you know, and I just think about it. I'm like, I really could be a nut job with a bomb on my back. And they sure. never even look at me. I walk right by them. It doesn't it, take it really, a long, so you know, I'm it doesn't take, everybody. yeah, it doesn't take much thinking to realize all the different. They don't care about our safety. They do not care about our safety. Just, I don't know if that's know, a, I, you know, that. I don't know if you can make a general statement like that. I bet there are some cops who really do care, but it's their job to raise revenue. It's their job to write tickets. I mean, that's what's a, that is a primary task for the average police officer. They've most, many cops have departmental averages, and if they fall below the departmental average of the, the amount of tickets that they're writing to people, then they get to, you know, they get uh, written up or they get uh, some sort of form of, uh, of punishment or jeering from their, from their peers. So they're looking to, to raise revenue for the department, especially now when revenues are down in, in so many areas. And also, you've got to consider that every time, like, so if they have this departmental average or whatever it is, and they generally have something like that, if you're if you're a low producer, you're going to get in trouble. But, you know, as some of them will try harder than others to write tickets. And so, therefore, the ones that uh, the ones that excel at writing tickets will then run up the average. And uh, that keeps people that, you know, what, when, when they're writing tickets, they can't be looking for terrorists. So the ones that might yep. be out there attempting to protect somebody, they're forced through departmental policy to write more and more tickets. And when you're, write, when you're writing a ticket for being double parked, and I'm not saying that double parking is a, is a great thing, but when you're writing a ticket for it, you're not stopping a terrorist. Keith, anything else you want to share yeah. tonight? I think you make a great point. Uh, just, no, I just want to say that you were right about me making a general blanket statement. I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that do do the job because they do want to help us. But yeah, like you said, the, the policies of the you know, police probably that work there forcing to do those things. So, but that, that's all I have to say. Thanks for having Excellent me. Excellent call, Keith. I appreciate hearing from you at 855 450 free. Again, that's toll free 1 855 450 3733. And I, I think you pointed out, Mark, that the, the vehicle in question in Times Square was found suspicious by the people of Times Square, was it not? It was brought to the police's attention by the people. Remember also, uh, a few years ago, the story of the shooters in D.C., the two guys that were going around sniping people? 
It was the people that caught those guys. They were the, it was the individuals who were not the police who found those guys sitting in a parking lot. And this is what I think, you know, for one, criminals know this, but this is what Americans don't seem to get. It's the public, the watchful, engaged, and as far as I'm concerned, they should be armed, public, that is the criminal's worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. Not these folks that we have to pay, you know, at least, in most cases, at least $100,000 a year on average when and, you uh, t- talk about, you know, salaries and benefits and all the things that go into employing a police officer. And criminals aren't stupid. Uh, well, some of them are. But many of the criminals out there. stupid. Many criminals are not stupid, and they know that it's a smarter move to strike where people are unarmed as opposed to where they are armed. place like New York City. Most everyone is completely disarmed there unless they're carrying a gun illegally because it is next to impossible unless you're like a jewelry, uh, you know, transport guy and you've got, you know, the, the connections necessary or some kind of uh, Brinks truck armed guard. Unless you have the connections necessary to get some kind of a permit to carry, you just are not going to be carrying a weapon in New York City. So attacking someone in a place like that would really, I mean, if you went into Times Square and started shooting people, it would be, you know, there are cops around, but. No one else would have a gun except for the police. And that's what I think one of the points Keith was making. If you wanted to just do something, it wouldn't be any – there would be nothing to stop you. They're not checking all the cars that come into you know Manhattan. They're not searching for bombs. Nope. They're not te- checking for those things. And on top of that – uh, you know, yeah, you would you would think, and I don't know, but you would think you'd be able to get if if if, if you were a terrorist, and I'm not you know trying to propose or anything like this, but just thinking about it, this guy hoped to kill 30 people was what the uh, statement was in this article mm-hmm. uh, at the Capitol with his bomb. You would think that somebody with an AK-47, which these are a very achievable item to have uh you know you got a couple of banana clips as i understand you can file down some kind of firing pin or something like that learn about it on the internet uh you know i mean you you go into some place like you saw when we were on wall street it's just wall to wall people you would think you'd be able to harm more people with an automatic weapon than you would with a uh, uh you know some kind of bomb but uh, you know clearly these guys aren't thinking they just want the the al-qaeda to do all the work for them and that's why they get thrown in jail hard to feel bad for them Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Look, I get where you're, you're coming from, Mark, but I feel bad for the guy. I think that I he was manipulated. I, I, I understand people being angry at the federal government. The federal government makes, you know, makes me angry sometimes, too. And I've been angry, and I've thought violent things in the past. And thank goodness I didn't have people there preying on me, trying to turn me into the next terrorist. Thank goodness I didn't have that. I wasn't surrounded by that. But if I had been, I can't tell you, Mark, that I would have been able to, you know, that I would have gone in a different direction. If, if I were alone, and I well, wasn't, I wasn't in this guy's circumstance but i can empathize with it i look i'm not going to empathize with anybody who's willing to kill innocents but as far as i'm concerned this uh, the fed's case here stinks they didn't get a man who attempted to do anything he didn't push the button on this bomb from what i can tell we continue here well you said mark by the way that you can't empathize with someone willing to kill innocents some people believe that the federal government agents are not innocent that they are people that are working for a criminal uh, collective are you talking then- about because he was at the capitol 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but there are going to be innocents walking by. I understand what I've you're saying. I've been to the Capitol. I'd prefer not to be effing blown up by some moron who's too stupid for words. I understand what you're saying, Mark. I haven't talked to the guy. I don't know if he's a moron, but we do know that he was duped into uh, to doing this. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll free line, and I'm sorry that you can't, I'm sad that you can't have empathy for this guy. Yeah, I'm sad that you can here. have empathy for this he, guy who's clearly a, stu- he is a, a stupid, angry killer. Stupid people. He didn't kill anyone. Oh, and, yeah, but he tried. <laughs> I mean, he was on his way. Anybody is subject to being angry, and we've all been ignorant at times. Yes, 855 How many people you get in touch with your empathy, Mark. How many people have you killed? How many people did he kill? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book, In Plain Sight, That Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com. CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there totally free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, 855-450-FREE is the number as we continue here Mark has a message for you. That's right. If, if you don't have enough time to uh, read books anymore, audiobooks are a great way to get in that reading that you want to do without carving time out of your day to sit down and read a book. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got all the categories uh, that, you know, one of those big box bookstores would have. Business, classics, fiction, erotica, history, science fiction, everything else. It's fast, easy, and affordable. As a matter of fact, I, I've i done the downloads from Audible. It's easy to do, and I recommend it. I listen to audiobooks all the time, as a matter of fact, and uh, audio, uh, Audible makes it easy for me. You can get a free gold membership, and that includes a download, at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. If you don't go to that uh, site and uh, get your, your download then it won't be free. <laughs> it's audiblepodcast.com slash F-T-L. Go ahead and get a download. Free stuff. I like that, Mark. Good deal. Yep. All right, 855-450-FREE. We continue with you and your thoughts. Michael is in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Michael. Hey, Mark and Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to let you know about uh, some secessionist outreach that, that I participated in this weekend. Secessionist outreach. Okay, excellent. So uh, basically some uh, fellow secessionists and I from the uh, League of the South, we had a booth here and tent at a large gun show in Ladson, South Carolina. And we handed out flyers and stickers uh, promoting secession. And uh, we've talked with people about uh, liberty, the empire, and secession. And the funny thing is, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that we had a, a great location. We were right at the entrance of this very large gun show on one side. Mm-hmm. And... Directly across from us was the U.S. military on the other side of the oh door. 
and, and we were we were there talking about liberty and secession, and they were asking people for money. They were taking donations. They were saying things like, "Every dollar helps." The military is <laughs> asking for donations. Yeah, it was what? hilarious. I mean, they get as you know as much money as all the rest of the militaries on earth combined, just about, and they're out there asking people for a dollar, you know. Wow, and, that's bizarre. <laughs> I've yeah, never heard yeah, of the was, uh, U.S. military doing the, you know, asking for money at their tables. Yeah, yeah, there was two soldiers there. They weren't in uniforms, but they were taking up donations. And, um, you know, they guilted a lot of people into giving money, um, you know, playing on their patriotism. I did hear a few people say, well, I already give you enough money through my taxes. Yeah, no was, doubt. <laughs> which was nice to hear. And the, the soldiers, I heard them talking back and forth, and they said, yeah, we get that. We get that a lot. Um I felt bad, you know, when people, you know, these were mostly, I guess, you know, lower middle class people were giving them a dollar or two after all, you know, that they're already forced to give these people. So tell me, how was your uh, secession outreach? I mean, what did you have materials that you're giving to people? Tell me more about that. Yeah, we we, uh, printed out flyers. We printed out articles uh, uh, from the the league site and also just from secessionist uh, writers on the the Internet. We made flyers out of these uh, pamphlets and uh, stickers, and we just gave them out. And um, they, we got on, only positive result, uh, responses from people. There was no negative uh, responses. And a lot of people were neutral about it. But mm-hmm. it was either so, neutral or so you didn't have anybody say to you, but wait, they're going to roll in tanks, or I'm afraid of the federal government? They didn't. Uh, you didn't have that response? I never got that. Uh, I did get some kind of defeatist. Uh, responses from like a that's few impossible. People. You can't do that. We've right. tried it once. They, we can't do it again, etc. Right. And ironically, these people basically agreed with us on pretty much everything. They just thought, well, there's nothing you could do. Right. But uh, it was the younger people, I would say, uh, who you know, middle aged or younger, who were the most enthusiastic. Although there were some older ones. I met a fellow from Guam who was <laughs> just as much against the empire as me, and he told. You know, he talked with me about what the Empire had done to, to Guam, how it screwed things up there, and how they wanted to be independent. Yeah, it was bet. great. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad you had a, a positive experience. I'm curious to know more about the League of the South. Uh, right. What, it's a Southern Nationalist Organization. A Southern Nationalist Organization. So one, like, you know, the one nation for all the Southern states kind of thing? Well, it, it's nationalist in the sense that, you know, we have a, we're a, a national culture, a distinct people, not national in the sense that we want a single government, but, you know, we're secessionists uh, and, and nationalists in that sense of culture. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here, and, you know, for what it's worth, it says yeah. that uh, the group defines the southern United States as the states that made up the former Confederacy. It claims to be also a religious and social movement advocating a return to a more traditionally conservative, Christian-oriented southern culture. Is that something right. that you're aware of? Yes, yes. I mean, pretty much all the people in the in the group, or most of them at least, are kind of paleo-conservatives uh, or paleo-libertarians, uh. Socially, most of the people come from the right, uh, and but you know it's, it's not a it's not a theological uh, movement, and um, you know we have been have been branded by the SB, uh, SBLC as a hate group, which is just like everybody else, you know, pretty much everybody who's on the right or anybody who opposes the empire is a hate group. But <laughs> there are accusations here that uh, the League of the South is white supremacist. Have you experienced that? Because if that were the case, I would want nothing to to do with it. 
Yeah, well, they, you know, uh, they call everyone who uh, who disagrees with, with them a white supremacist. But gotcha. I've so, not encountered that myself. And people how, I know in the league are, are good folks. How many um, folks are involved? Are, I mean, how big is this movement? Is it something that's spread across the South, or is it really concentrated in yeah. certain areas? It is concentrated in some er- certain areas, but there's chapters in every uh, southern state and even beyond. Um, there, it's thousands of people. I don't know the exact number. Uh, uh, it was, I guess, bigger before 9-11. That kind of set it back. But then now it started to grow again, and I'm pretty happy about that. And, and I think it's more uh, forward-looking now. Uh, and what is the plan? Also, I mean, what what are they going to do? What did, what did, I mean, besides just reaching out to folks, what do you think the next step is for secession? Well, we need local chapters uh, in th- throughout the South, and and really the same thing throughout all the United States. We need local uh, groups of people advocating independence, advocating liberty where they live, um, and that'll be the first step. Do you, do you feel like that, being you know, a do you feel like being a conservative Christian oriented group is going to exclude uh, some folks who would otherwise participate? I'm sure it will. Um, it is not meant to be uh, exclusive, but I'm sure that, that people who identify with, I guess, more of a left-wing perspective or who, who are not Christians, um, they could form their own groups. I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating against see, them. See, that's what I wouldn't um, want involved in my group, and I appreciate your time. Here. Please let me know how things progress with the uh, the League of the South and your outreach. It's, it's interesting. I'm glad it was successful for you, and I appreciate the call tonight. If I were going to be doing a secession group of some sort, it would just simply focus on withdrawing from the federal government. And it would focus on one state. Yeah. I think the dangerous part about uh, you know the, the former Confederate state of the United States, um, and you know we're a paleo-Christian organization, it just smacks. It's got red flags all over it. Yeah. Of, of, of sort of bigotry. I mean, I'm not saying that it does. Right, I'm, just I'm not saying, saying he was a bigot. No, 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 I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying, whoa, that's going to be... I, I wonder how many black members they have. There's more coming up at 855-450-FREE. <laughs> and if you're in the South, having black people involved would be a good thing. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week, discreet packaging and shipping, and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything that you want. 1-855-450-3733. Speaking of SACL-CAI, what's that all about? SACL-CAI is a company that handles uh, accounts receivable. If you've got a company, you got into business to uh, do whatever it is you do, and accounts receivable are giving you a headache... SACL CAI can take care of it for you, and they'll do it in a manner that uh, leaves you happy. They record every call so that you can make sure that your business is handled the way that you would want it to be handled. Uh, the principal over there, one of the principals, Jason Osborne, is a guy who's uh, setting up Porkfest this year, too. So, uh, big supporter of Liberty. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. You can bring up what you want. Also, still to come here tonight, we get a chance. Ten reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. 
Uh, let's go first, though, to Colin, listening in Indy to WXNT. Colin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, just start listening, you guys. Uh, it's amazing to hear anything but garbage spewing out of my radio or TV these days. I just wanted to send you guys that compliment. Oh, thanks. Also, I also We're wanted to confirm not garbage. You guys. <laughs> 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 no, you guys are even a step uh, better than uh, I am here. But I also wanted to compliment you. I believe Mark Levin just got booted off an Ohio affiliate, and you guys filled their spot. How did you hear about and that? Uh, I actually, the Daily Paul, I believe, is where I found that first, and uh, he talks about the Constitution. Some of the words he brings up almost brings a tear to my eye, and then I'll hear him absolutely call Ron Paul the worst things I've ever heard. Yeah. So, so wait, so let me see if I can follow this here real quick. You found uh, you found out that Free Talk Live replaced Mark Levin on WSPD in uh, Toledo, Ohio, through the Daily Paul blog site, which is a very popular Ron Paul blog. And is that what led you to finding us being on WXNT, or was it total coincidence you just happened to be scanning the band? How did you end up finding us on WXNT and Indy? Well, no coincidence. I do research at least two hours a day uh, when I should be working. Uh, I know exactly what's going on. It's all falling apart. So when I saw that, I've been hating on Mark Levin for a while Mm -hmm. now, now that I know he talks about a complete constitutional government and then completely disavows Ron Paul. It doesn't even make sense to me. So uh, I did research, uh, I found that, and then I heard Free Talk Live, which I've just known about you guys for maybe two months now, and uh, I could not have been more happy to hear about that. So congratulations. Well, thanks so much. So what else did you want to talk about tonight? Oh, I really wanted to call you until uh, that was the main thing. I'll touch on the secession thing uh, that the gentleman before me was. I think I don't want to see it happen, but I think it's time that multiple states band together and at least start throwing out the idea to the federal government, just kind of saying, hey, guys, you're, you're very close to the point. Why, why don't you want to state. see it happen? Is it because there's some sort of warm spot in your heart for a large criminal gang in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> I love your style. You're even better than I am. <laughs> I, I, I do believe united we stand, divided we fall, a thin veil of constitutionality, uh, federal government. I believe could offer us uh, a lot of freedom. Is the former so- are the former Soviet states better off today uh, than they were in the 1980s? Uh, I would, in my opinion, I would. Oh, that's a good question. Live free or die. I would believe they are. Uh, they are more free, but I believe they have less, and I could be wrong on that. Well, some of them do, that. and some of them don't. Um, yeah, you know, the answer is they're different, right? Uh, you know, the, when when you look at uh, what is it, Belarus. Terrible, tyrannical government there. Ukraine, quite poor. But there is, um, shoot, uh, which, which is the one that's doing real well? Um, uh, Ukraine, they're, they're kind of suffering a little bit, I yeah. believe, due to the gas uh, pipeline crisis. I'm spacing on it, Mark. Their electricity. <laughs> the other one that begins with a B is... Uh, it's, is it a B? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a B. Um, is uh, doing... Estonia? Estonia. Estonia, sorry. Uh, not a B. No Bs in Estonia. Uh, Estonia <laughs> is doing quite well because they took a Milton Friedman book back there and tried to figure out what capitalism was. So they're, you know, they're doing really well. And it really just depends. I mean, you'll see that... I, if if the states broke up into 50 states, I think you would find very quickly that 
say New Jersey would be broke uh, before too yeah. long, as would yeah. uh, California, New York, yeah. Illinois. California is really, really powerful in the sense that they have a huge economy. And they, they might a huge be able to government. pull themselves out of it. If they could maybe, stop their spending. If they could. Uh, they've got they've got something better going on than, than some of the smaller ones. I think Vermont would probably uh, implode relatively quickly if it didn't have uh, take so much federal money. Um, so... Yeah, I think that you'd find that some would do better and some would do worse. So I think that would be ideal, though, because then you'd actually have more competition in the world of uh, of governments, and those 50 states would be competing well, for residents. I, I, I agree with the gentleman, I don't remember his name, um, that if, Colin. if the federal government could actually be relied upon to stay within their constitutional bounds, as I perceive those constitutional bounds, and remember, Colin, what our perceptions of the Constitution are don't matter. The, a plain reading of the Constitution doesn't matter. It's whatever those uh, fellas up in the black robes in the Supreme Court say because they've got appellate jurisdiction. Um, it's, it matters what they say. So in a plain reading of the Constitution, yeah, you know, maybe this thing would work out for quite a bit longer. But well, the evidence is that propose, it won't. Then? Since I'm learning about you guys, what would you propose? What's your ultimate, what would your ultimate goal here? Help me be even more libertarian. Well— Mark and I actually made the move to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Have you heard about that? Yes, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with it, yes, trying to get people to move out there, liberty-minded. Is that yeah, correct? Exactly. People that love liberty all focus their their activism efforts in the same place. And not everybody in the Free State Project is a secessionist, but I would say a fair amount of folks do support the idea. So I would propose that the people that love the idea of freedom get together in the same place, and whether they nullify the federal government or secede entirely, do their best to disconnect from them as, uh, as much as possible, because it just doesn't do any good to send money to the federal government, have a bunch of bureaucrats take a huge cut and then send a little bit uh, back to uh, the you know the area from which it came. Uh, so to to you know literally gather activists together and concentrate activism, we've seen that it's working already with only a, a few hundred people, several hundred people moving to New Hampshire thus far. Over eleven thousand people have pledged to do so. Hundreds of them will all be in the same hotel this weekend for the upcoming Liberty Forum in Nashua. And so the proof of concept already exists. I mean, we've already made national and international news here for a variety of things uh, right now with Keene uh, rejecting the, the southwestern corner of the the state, rejecting or hopefully rejecting the Bearcat. We're working on making that uh, stop it's a police attack truck that has been spread across the country in various different markets oh, i read about that one in fort lauderdale too it, it, i printed out the article so people could read it they there, won't believe me there are 300 of these things that are already out there in police departments across the country and this may be the very first town king new hampshire town twenty three thousand, may be the first one to say no to it we'll find out whether or not they do here in a couple of weeks but we've been able to make such a big splash here with just literally i mean in the keen area just a few dozen people uh uh, activists being concentrated makes a huge difference, so that's my proposal. Well, I love it, and uh, you guys are uh, educating me uh, more and more. Uh, we've got to pop out of this bubble and wake the heck up, because in my opinion, we're under a year and a half left. I think things are heating up bad. I know I'm a little extreme, but... A year I and just, a half left of uh, Barack Obama? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, the world... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe even the world, but definitely the country as we know it. I'm not saying it's going to be a nuclear wasteland. I believe in hyperinflation is probably one of the greatest threats other than this whole trick together. There's another the good board. reason to secede. Get yeah, away the collapse from the- of the currency is probably the, the single you know biggest thing that we have to fear I get away say. from the u.s government's currency is yet another reason to secede and you know have some sort of a uh, you know market-based currency that or multiple currencies yeah. competing in the marketplace whether it's uh, bitcoin or silver or gold or whatever it ends up 
being, but I totally agree with Mark on that one. That's an important step is getting away from the, the federal currency, which means separating as much as possible from the federal government is itself. Hey, Colin, glad you're listening, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and uh, hope to hear from you again. 855-453-FREE is the toll-free number here. 1-855-450-3733. Whether it be politics, civil disobedience, creating media, uh, non-cooperation, doing outreach, there's just nothing happening like the Free State Project. There's nothing like it. Yeah, that much is true. Um, you know, I mean, if, if I had what to, to say what my druthers were, I would like to see the you know, New Hampshire nullify the federal government uh, in many ways to keep the federal government out of its business in many ways, uh, including the IRS. I don't think that there's uh, – I think it's immoral to you know the way they use the IRS. We're coming up. 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves. Share your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And here tonight with you, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, by the way, speaking of those features, we have a mobile site. You, if you have a smartphone, can visit m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and the podcast, m.freetalklive.com. And uh, once again, the number here, 855-453, whether you want to talk about secession or the alleged bomb plot that the FBI supposedly broke up, course they created it in the first place uh, you can talk about either of those things or bring up whatever you want in other news since we've been talking about secession i actually had on uh, my list of show prep tonight the 10 reasons the u.s is no longer the land of the free uh, by jonathan turley and this is posted over at washingtonpost.com so here's here's some extra reasons why you should consider secession as uh, as an option like washingtonpost.com that's correct washingtonpost.com okay. So some extra reasons why you should really take the idea of leaving the U.S. federal government seriously. What the hell do you want them for anyway? Besides whatever warm spot in the heart in your heart you might have for the flag and the national anthem and all the you well, know, no, patriotic, of those things. I mean, people are indoctrinated with those things. I mean, I've got to say that uh, you know, I, I I understand where the where folks are coming from on those things. I understand where they're coming from. That doesn't mean I'm not going to poke fun at the these ideas. They're nationalistic. They're you know they're. I think they're very detrimental. I think the idea of nationalism in the first place is designed to separate people. Well, I think that, uh, you know, that uh, it encourages the, the idea that we're better are, and that's wrong. The Federalist Papers were right that a a combined nation of, of 50 states, obviously they didn't know about 50 states, but the 13 colonies, uh, is more powerful from a military force standpoint than the individual ones. And I would absolutely concur with that. 
But at the time, you're dealing with monarchs wishing to take over and stuff like that. Now the world's a different place. Right. And Switzerland's doing just fine what on their own. We've seen that it's true. Costa Rica doesn't have a military, but you must consider that largely the seas are kept free by U.S. vessels. And that's not to say they couldn't be kept free in other ways, but that today that's what's going on. Um, the United States uses its clout, its military clout, to get a lot of things that it wants in the world. And some of those things, I, I feel that it's uh, you know pressuring people in unfair ways. And I think it would be a a real benefit. Certainly the first step to me is let's pull all the U.S. troops out of all the 130 nations around the world. You want to send ships around the world? Fine. You want to dock them and fuel up in other places? Fine. You want to send the sailors aboard, you know, ashore to uh, drink and find the hookers? Whatever. Hire your own security. I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think that the first step is probably bring back all the, the the Marines, the Army, the Air Force that's around the world. Right, but you weren't advocating that they provide security for people, were you? No, why would I? Okay, I just want to make sure you. I was clear. I think on that, that I think that people should provide their own security the for themselves. If you want to go from point A to point B, it's your responsibility to protect yourself. That's the way it should be. Uh, so. Ten reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. Every year, says Jonathan Turley, the State Department issues reports on individual rights in other countries, monitoring the passage of restrictive laws and regulations around the world. Iran, for example, has been criticized for denying fair public trials and limiting privacy, while Russia has been taken a task for undermining due process. Other countries have been condemned for the use of secret evidence and torture. Even as we, he means I think people around this country, pass judgment on countries we consider unfree, Americans remain confident that any definition of a free nation must include their own, the land of the free. Yet the laws and practices of the land should shake that confidence. In the decades since September 11, 2001, this country has comprehensively reduced civil liberties in the name of an expanded security state. And I might point out that prior to September 11th, they were doing that pretty comprehensively as well. It's just they've, they've amped it up a little bit in the last 10 years. The most recent example of this was the National Defense Authorization Act signed in uh, the, at the end of December, which allows for the indefinite detention of citizens. At what point does the reduction of individual rights in our country change how we define ourselves? While each new national security power Washington has embraced was controversial when enacted, they're often discussed in isolation. But they don't operate in isolation. They form a mosaic of powers under which our country could be considered, at least in part, authoritarian. Americans often proclaim our nation as a symbol of freedom to the world while dismissing uh, dismissing nations such as Cuba and China as categorically unfree, yet objectively. I'm not sure that the world considers the United States the beacon of freedom. Can't imagine they do. I think they find I think a lot of people around the world find the United States the beacon of oppression. I, I well, I, you know, I, I agree with you, but you know, probably more accurately, a, a very powerful nation that uses its power to protect its interests, meaning the uh, the corporations that essentially fund the campaigns of these uh, politicians. Um, so you know, that's that's really what it boils down to. Do I think that the world under the United States? is superior to the world, what the world would be like under North Korea? Yeah, I'm willing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no That's doubt. pretty clear. Is it superior to what it would have been like under Hitler? Sure. Under Stalin? Absolutely. I don't think those, th- those things are untrue. But that doesn't mean that when, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of shoe the boot on your neck, uh, the, the foot on your neck is wearing. And that's what it's got to be like for these people. Imagine what it's like in these Middle Eastern countries where they don't feel like they can rule themselves because these countries, these uh, tin pot dictators, whether it's Yemen or Saudi Arabia or wherever, um, are supported by They're the United States. Up. Yeah. The 
idea that a republic that fought for its freedom 230-something years ago from a king supports kings in places like uh, Saudi Arabia is absolutely abhorrent to me. And I'm sure it's abhorrent to people in the Middle East, too. As a matter of fact, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those terrorists on 9-11, they came from Saudi Arabia and Yemen. Turley says that these countries do lack basic individual rights, such as due process, placing them outside of uh, any reasonable definition of free. But the U.S. now has much more in common with such regimes than anyone may like to admit. These countries also have constitutions that purport to guarantee freedoms and rights, but their governments have broad discretion in denying those rights and few real avenues for challenges by citizens. Precisely the problem with the new laws in this country and by the way, you know, you want to talk about avenues for challenges. I've been banned from the local courthouse simply because they didn't like that I was asking people questions as they got out of work with a video camera in my hand. So I was essentially acting as the free, so-called free press. But now I've been banned from the entire court property and threatened with trespassing without any form of uh, being convicted of any crime or anything like that. And I have no idea what to do about that. So, you know, what remedy even is there? I don't even know. I have no idea. File some sort of lawsuit? How do you go about doing that? You can't walk into the court and ask them how to file a lawsuit. They can't give legal advice. So if you can't go and hire a lawyer to do these things, then you effectively have no remedy. Presuming the system would even give you a remedy if you did, or if you were able to hire a lawyer. I suppose you could go to the uh, New Hampshire, you know, Civil Liberties. I've done that. Haven't heard back from them. Yeah, I'm sure they're not uh, chomping at the bit to help you. The list of uh, powers acquired, but I don't know why they wouldn't. They're supposedly support free press. The list of powers acquired by the U.S. government since 9-11 puts us in rather troubling company. And now he uh, will begin his top ten list of uh, things, reasons why the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. Number one, or ten, they're not numbered. Assassination of uh, U.S. citizens. President Obama has claimed, as Bush did before him, the right to order the killing of any citizen considered a terrorist or an abettor of terrorism. Last year, he approved the killing of U.S. citizen Anwar al-Alwiki as another citizen under this claimed inherent authority. Last month, administration officials affirmed that power, stating that the president can order the assassination of any citizen whom he considers allied with terrorists. And, you know, this is – so, like, I'm not going to say that I don't think that Anwar al-Wiki was, uh, was a terrorist, but that doesn't really matter. They took a drone out and they shot this guy dead without a trial son right and his son and and a uh, you know quite a few people at a cafe out in a desert in yemen so there was also collateral damage so if you don't have a problem with uh you know a an american citizen being shot and killed out in some other country because you know the government deemed them bad enough what about the collateral damage? If if I uh, you know send out my minions if, as if I have minions, but if I were to send out my minions with the order to kill an individual and they killed a bunch of other people, you can believe that the federal government would, or actually uh, the state government would likely pass down charges to me for murder for all those mm-hmm. innocent people that were killed. So why is why in the world is the president and the rest of the government uh, why why don't they have recriminations for innocent civilian deaths? Because there's no one to hold them accountable. If Anwar al Wiki is a righteous kill, what about the rest of them? You know what I really like about uh, Turley's piece here is at the end of each point, as, as his ten points as to why we're not uh, the land of the free anymore. He gives you examples of similar things going on in other countries that everybody would agree is completely oppressive. So he points out that this uh, this killing power that the mm-hmm. feds have uh, aggregated to themselves. He says nations such as Nigeria, Iran, and Syria have been routinely criticized for extrajudicial killings of enemies of the state. 
So he's he's showing you the company uh, in which the the United States is now found: this Nigeria, city. Iran, and Syria. On that point, there's more. Nine of them. We'll get to them here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. Coming up, more of the reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. And of course, your thoughts, your calls are welcome. You can also bring up whatever might be on your mind. Eight five five. Four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. We're also inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. We give them to you. The site actually allows you to control the content. So if you find something online you think is interesting and you would like other listeners to see it, perhaps share it, you can go and submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It will then appear in the upcoming stories queue where others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the website. Many more people see them, talk about them, share them, and we'll see them more likely and talk about them on the air perhaps. Go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. It's all free. Again, freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, we are sharing with you the 10 reasons, according to Jonathan Turley, I believe is involved with George Mason University, if I'm not mistaken. The name sounds very familiar. And uh, he, I thought he was uh, one of those guys that used to work for the Reagan administration. That's what the name that sounds familiar. I don't, I don't know. know. But right now, he's going down, uh, running down the list of the 10 reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free and uh, comparing them, uh, these reasons, to similar policies in other countries. So, for instance, the first one he starts out with is the fact that the National Defense Authorization Act has completely authorized something that has been going on, on, and that is the assassination of so-called American citizens around the world. And now, even in this country, it's allowed. He's uh, uh, currently a professor of law at uh, George Washington George University. Washington. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then pointing out that that particular assassination policy – it pretty much is the same as Nigeria, Iran, and Syria. So just kind of giving you an idea of exactly how unfree these things are, just how not so free the U.S. actually is. He apparently is uh, in, in neither one of the things that you and I have talked about is correct. <laughs> Next point, indefinite detention. Under the law signed last month, terrorism suspects are to be held by the military. The president also has the authority to indefinitely detain citizens accused of terrorism. While the administration claims this provision only codified existing law, experts widely contest this view, and the administration has opposed efforts to challenge such authority in federal courts. The government continues to claim the right to strip citizens of legal protections based on its sole discretion. China recently codified a more limited detention law for its citizens. That's right. It's more limited in China than it is here. Uh, While countries such as Cambodia have been singled out by the United States for prolonged detention. So now... In the ranks of the, the Cambodian jungle goes the United States federal government's policy. Lovely. It's really disturbing the idea that they would you know, just claim that you know, they can lock you up indefinitely without a trial here in the United States. Yeah. And f- frankly, a lot of Americans cheer this on. 
Well, it's because they believe they're law-abiding citizens and the government would never come after them. Well, the, apparently, the people that they're locking up are law-abiding citizens, too, because they haven't been convicted of breaking the law. They haven't been convicted of not abiding by any laws. Arbitrary justice. Next point. The president now decides whether a person will receive a trial in the federal courts or in military tribunals, a system that has been ridiculed around the world for lacking basic due process protections. Bush claimed this authority in 2001, and Obama has continued the practice. Oh, and by the way, Egypt and China have been denounced for maintaining separate military justice systems for selected defendants, including civilians. How about warrantless searches? The president may now order warrantless surveillance, including a new capability to force companies and organizations to turn over information on citizens' finances, communications, and associations. Bush acquired this sweeping power under the Patriot Act in 2001, and 10 years later, Obama extended that power, including searches of everything from business documents to library records. The government can use what are called national security letters. We've talked about these in the past. They're secret. Uh, They demand without probable cause that organizations turn over information on citizens and further order those organizations to not reveal the disclosure to the affected party, meaning... If one of these national security letters is given to you know, one of your business associates or the local library or you know whatever – whoever it is you're doing business with, they can't tell you by threat of felony charges or whatever, threat of uh, conspiracy. Who knows what they'll charge them with? But they're threatened with, uh, with criminal sanction if they even reveal to you that they've been told to turn over information about you. They can't talk to anyone about it if I recall correctly. That's correct. Oh, by the way, Saudi think Arabia. Be able to call their lawyer, but Saudi Arabia and Pakistan operate under laws that allow the government to engage in widespread discretionary surveillance. How about secret evidence? The government now routinely uses secret evidence to detain individuals and employs secret evidence in federal and military courts. Yeah, this really disturbs me um, that they can bring charges with evidence that they supposedly have, and then it's not. You know, as far as I can tell, it. I don't even know that who it appears in front of. Probably the judge. And that'll be it. I mean, the grand jury? Can you imagine them showing this secret evidence to the grand jury? Maybe. I don't know. Let's get back into this in a moment. Scott has some thoughts in Ithaca, New York, listening to WNYY. Hey, Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Now, you know, we all have differing opinions, and we all have, uh, you know, you may not be on the same piece of paper as, as me all the time and, and vice versa, but, you know, all the things that you're listing... Um, you know, they can be very dramatic and very, um, you know, disturbing kind of things. But my example is is kind of less dramatic but very disturbing in a way because I'm a federal candidate. I'm actually a Democrat who's running as an independent because the Democratic Party doesn't want to have anything to do with me because I happen to be a, happen to be a kind of a mix of progressive, libertarian, and a lot of mishmash of a lot of stuff. Yeah, the, the political parties so don't bad. like anybody that, that breaks ranks. I mean, if you break ranks like Ron Paul does, uh, then you're on the outs. So that makes sense that they're doing that yeah, to you. Yeah, a little, a little tidbit about Ron Paul, by the way. It'll never see the light of day. Um, Ron Paul proposed a um, – I'm getting off track, but Ron Paul proposed a $3,000 tax cut for middle school and uh, elementary school teachers – which never saw the light of day, never got any co-sponsors, because it was too progressive and too democratic for anybody else to support it. Which and and if he brought it up, all the Republicans would attack him. Uh, you know, just but anyway, that's another story. All right. So tell so, me more. What were you going to say? I can't even be a caller. I'm talking a caller to any progressive talk shows anymore because they will hang up on me 
Um, today was a good example of something that they would never want surfacing. Um, you know, they talk about, they rant about how the Republicans are so so bad and this and that, and, and maybe they have some points about certain things. Sure. But the, the American Crystal Sugar Growers Company has locked out their workers, and so, um, you know, there's all these big bad boys. But the person I'm running against is actually taking PAC money. She's a Democrat. She's taking PAC money from the American Crystal Sugar Workers. So there's all those little tidbits that they don't want on the, on the air. And my general point is that they... You know, the, the liberal media has gone so far as to lock out even just First Amendment rights. You know, um, I wouldn't say that there's uh, I, I would say that that would be just as likely to happen if you were a Republican running against a Republican that was taking PAC money. And and there's lots of them doing that, too. This is politics as usual well, in Washington, yeah. it would seem to me. And and while you may have a legitimate... the impression that, you know, it's an open, you know, you know, First Amendment rights are always you know, talked about um, on both sides, you know, both sides of the spectrum, you know, both, like, you should be able to say anything, anywhere, anytime, yeah. no fire in the movie theater, or the whole thing, and obviously that's not the case. Right, but because of private very property. simple rights to be able to call in and voice your opinion. Well, but that's just it, and that's where I'll... I think you have a legitimate critique of talk show, talk shows and how phones are screened and how they try to keep dissenting opinions out from a lot of these shows or you know they're very very you guys sculpted. Don't, you guys don't do that as much. No, I mean, we don't. Guys, we don't do it I at don't all. Agree with you, but. We, we, we don't do it at all. Anybody that calls this program is going to get on the air. Well, if they don't, uh, yeah, unless somebody's a raving maniac and using swear words and all kinds of other. Well, we don't know stay long. <laughs> right. Well, we don't know if they're going to use a swear word on the air, so we let anybody on the air, and that's why we have a dump machine to uh, you know to stop anybody from swearing, and that's just because we have to protect our stations from the unfortunate existence right. of the FCC. But anybody will get on the show. I think you have a legitimate critique of talk radio and the screening process and how these hosts don't want to be really challenged by anyone. But on the other hand, you're not. it's not legitimate what you're saying about the First Amendment because these are essentially private talk shows. Like, it's their phone lines. They get to decide who comes on and who doesn't. I agree with you. It makes them look like a bunch of little tyrants. Uh, but you yeah, don't, was, was you don't told, have the right exactly to say that. Said. I was told... I'm in charge, I'm in control, and we don't need anybody, and I won't use the word, if, you know, F-H-I, whatever, mm-hmm. all over everything. That's mm-hmm. what they told me. Hey, you know, if uh, if they're on, or, you know, what they're getting you for is breaking orthodoxy, and uh, of course on Free Talk Live, we, we expect everybody to break orthodoxy. <laughs> Scott, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. Keep doing it, man. I appreciate hearing from you. It is essentially it's not really a First Amendment issue because they have the ability to have their shows be whatever they want them to be. And if they want to be their little fiefdoms, then that's their business. More coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This 
It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. I want to invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. We have a webcam you can watch, you can listen, and interact. The chat room is built into the same page as the cam, and it's all free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam. FreeTalkLive.com. If you're looking for precious metals, whether it's gold or silver, uh, whether it's for a hedge against inflation or an investment or barter currency, whatever your reasons might be, check out gold.freetalklive.com. Yeah, it's, it makes it easy. It's an easy way to do some price comparisons, which is very important when dealing with uh, some of these large uh, purveyors of precious metals. At least that's my experience. Um, also, you'll be helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, back to the phones and the fun. We talked to Brian listening in Maryland. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with the Ian and, uh, and Mark. Brian? How are you tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I just wanted to uh, call and let you know about the uh, – I don't know if you guys have talked about it tonight, but I went down to the uh, Veterans for Ron Paul March. At- oh, great. I had asked at the very beginning of the show if anybody had uh, had attended. So I saw the footage from the beginning where everyone was crowded around a stage and there were several different speakers. It looked like it looked like a few to several hundred attendees at that time. There were over 2,000 people at one point watching on Ustream. Uh, so tell me about your experience. Well, about the numbers, um, after after we uh, we did the march and uh, came back to the stage area, and uh, Adam Kokesh uh, said that it was about 400 people that were in the uh, formation for the march, and that was just including veterans and active duty. And uh, there was, I don't know, I'd probably estimate there was probably another one or 200 people that weren't in the march. So, Of the 400 people, uh, of the, the veterans and active duty, how many were wearing military uniforms? Um, there were a few people wearing full uniforms, but um, most of the people were wearing bits and pieces, like I was wearing a hat and boots, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and are you active or former? No, I'm a veteran. I've... Gotcha. So you so weren't afraid. Do you have any kind of uh, you know stuff that you get from the government that they might take away from you? Um. Well, uh, no, no okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm not really in fear of uh, of uh, exposure like that. But... Yeah, I think I, most veterans probably don't. Uh, you know, probably don't get anything really from the government. They're, you know, they're, they're not getting disabilities, uh, which I can't imagine them being able to take away anyway. They're, they're, uh, you know, they're not either not using the GI Bill or have already used the GI Bill, and they, you know, they aren't getting some kind of pension because they didn't go the whole twenty years. Well, I'm waiting for my. Uh, I did twelve years, and uh, I'm waiting for my uh, my uh, disability. Um, I've been waiting for fourteen months since I got out, but <laughs> that's wow. that's the efficiency of VA there. Mm. I guess so. So you weren't afraid then of the uh, feds, uh, the the military issuing that threat prior to this march happening today that said that if you're a veteran, that uh, you will not be allowed to wear a uniform in public? Well, no, it it wasn't applicable to me since I'm out, but... um, But No, they were saying if you were retired, you wouldn't be able to. Well, I'm not retired either. I'm just a regular separate, separate, separated person, so... uh, so it's not considered so, wherever I wish. I see. So if you if you leave before twenty years, then you're not considered retired if you just leave on good terms from the military? Yeah, that's right. Um I, I mean you can you can get retired medically also before twenty years, but but uh if you're retired, it's interesting because you're still kind of uh subject to the UCMJ. So uh that's how they can get you. Hmm. Wow. I think it would be be pretty crazy if they actually followed through on that, but you know, that's the threat, right? Right. Well, 
So there were a lot of speeches. Uh, it seemed like the uh, the crowd was pretty uh, pretty excited to be there uh, that day or the, today. It was earlier today. It started at noon at the Washington Monument. There was a stage and uh, amplifi- amplified sound and a lot. Uh, I guess that went on for what a good hour. When did you guys finally hit the the road and, and do the march? Uh, well, like you said, the the speeches and stuff started at noon, and uh, we hit the road for the march uh, at two o'clock. So you had 400 former and current military members actually marching in formation. Isn't that right? I mean, that's a much more noticeable kind of a march. Uh, it's, it's really unusual to see something like that happening as opposed to just kind of a, you know, a random group of people walking down the street. Uh, this oh, is, yeah, it was quite noticeable. Um, I don't know if you're familiar too much with uh, D.C., but uh, we started on Constitution Avenue, which is kind of uh, kind of runs alongside the uh, White House and uh, – Marched down the street and uh, turned left on Pennsylvania and stopped in uh, in front of the White House. And at that point, uh, we did a uh, an about face, as the military calls it. <laughs> and uh, the the symbology there was to turn our backs on the White House and the president. Oh yeah, and, that uh, really upset some people on Saturday night. They really oh, that's the commander of the chief, right? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, everybody there was happy to do it. So um, at that point, we uh, we did the about face and. Um, we did a, uh, a hand salute for one second for every active duty member who has committed suicide since Obama took office. Did your arm get tired? And my arm got very tired because it was over eight minutes. Yeah. One second. What, you know, you held it for one second for every person who's committed suicide uh, since Obama's taken office. Is that right? That's right. Every veteran, I should say. It's crazy. Right. No, no that duty. actually wasn't including veterans. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll bet you veterans are even higher. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's just that you know, um, uh, well, for one thing, it's hard to hold your arm up for 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 that long uh, sure. to, to account for all the veterans too. And hmm. I think it's a little bit harder to get those numbers. Yeah, but I mean, uh, how would hey, how would you even get those numbers? You would have to have cooperation with the VA, and <laughs> they're not interested. <laughs> no, they're not interested. And even if they were, I'm sure they would not really have the right numbers in it. So you marched down, you did the about face, you held the salute for a long time. Uh, you also had a moment of silence, right, for everybody that's uh, that's been that's perished in this war. Yeah, that's right. After we d- after the uh, after the hand salute was rendered, um, we went to uh, parade rest, and uh, there's a uh, uh, marching order that's given of of uh, let us pray. So that's kind of you stand there at ease a little bit and. Uh, Put your head down, and this is typically this is where like the chaplain will say a prayer or something. Really? But in this case, <laughs> there's a was, marching. There's an order called "Let us pray." <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> now, it's I mean, vacations or whatever. But um, I, I, I get it. I mean, I, I can I can see why it would be useful and stuff like that. It just doesn't make much sense that uh, you know in a country where you have the, uh, the 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 right to you know whatever religion you want, and I would assume that means the lack of a religion too. That they could order soldiers who may be atheists mm-hmm. to pray. Uh, right, right. Well, you know that was that was that's a. Uh, it's kind of one of those things. I, I guess it's an old tradition or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, and by the way, uh, atheists are less than welcome in many circles in the military. I mean, it's not easy. I've to heard the uh, the Air Force uh, Academy is uh, rather evangelical. Yeah, they, <laughs> they've had a, a lot of problems there and. Uh, uh, scandals about uh, things like that. So yeah. tell me one uh, thing. I was looking at the chat room uh, during because it's one. It was on UStream. They've got the little chat room spinning by their uh, their their UStream channel there. And again, there were two thousand people at one point watching this on UStream, which made it the number two uh, video on UStream. That's what I heard. 
And uh, there were people that were obviously wondering if the mainstream media came out to cover this at all, and they were calling CNN, I guess, figuring they could badger them into it or something like that. Uh, there seemed to be a, like a coordinated calling campaign going on, calling CNN, Fox, and other uh, major news media. Did you see any news media cameras out there covering this? Well, I didn't see CNN or MSNBC or Fox or anything, but I did see RT, and I was actually uh, interviewed by RT, and uh, I was... A clip of me was actually put on the air. One thing you can uh, count on is Russia Today, man. They're out there doing <laughs> right. stuff. Hey, sure if you want to tell us more about it, I'd be interested in hearing. Hang on, Brian. More with you in a moment here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number, 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-855-453-FREE. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com and you'll find live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors. Oh, wait, also the new mid-band flavor as well. So three different uh, versions of the stream are now available for you. And they air the latest episode of Free Talk Live at all times, 24-7, around the clock. Plus, you can get the list of the over 100 radio stations that air the show throughout the week, various different times. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, two channels up on XM, as well as our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to get Free Talk Live in your ears. If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting, or survival gear, manventureoutpost.com's got everything you need. Knives. Ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. Lots of people are looking for really great deals on ammunition, and ManVentureOutpost.com is a great place for the outdoors person to get what they need. Uh, They're family-owned, member in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. It's very important when you're ordering online. Some prices, in fact, are so low that they can't be mentioned on the air. That's really where they excel is uh, pricing at manventureoutpost.com. Uh, fast shipping, too. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL, manventureoutpost.com. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. We continue with Brian listening in Maryland. Uh, Brian, you went to the protest, the march today that started at the Washington Monument at noon. There was a lot of speechifying. People then marched down to the White House where 400 active and former military uh, did an about face to turn away symbolically from the federal government's administration. And uh, and by the way, I expect you would have done the same thing had this march happened in, say, uh, 2007 when George Bush was in office. I would have done the same thing if I would have been here. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, so you did that. You held a you held a salute for approximately eight minutes, one second for every individual who who has killed themselves uh, on, whilst while still serving. Correct. Unfortunately, yes. Right, so that didn't include all the people that have killed themselves as veterans, which would have meant that you would be holding holding that salute for much longer. Uh, you held a moment of silence, a short prayer, and then headed back toward where it started. Yeah, that's right. Um, and just a quick note on the uh, on the moment of silence um, that was for that was also for one second for every. Uh, I, b- I believe it was uh, combat and uh, suicide deaths since Obama took office. I could be wrong on that, but that lasted over twelve minutes. Wow. Wow. So it was, uh, I mean, if you could imagine just standing there being still for 12 minutes, it's 
It's, it's a long, long time. time. One it's minute's a, a long time. When it's a lot of being still, you know. When you're counting seconds, no doubt about it. So you went back up to the stage area, the staging area, and then were there like closing speeches or what? What happened then? And I know there was an after party. Tell me more. Yeah, there were there were some closing speeches that um, anybody who who uh, desired to had the opportunity to get up on stage and cool. say their piece. Um, there was a big banner that was made uh, with the. Uh, with Ron Paul's picture in his uh, Air Force uniform with the flag, and uh, all the people that were, all the veterans and and troops that were that marched were asked to uh, sign that, and that uh, that and, a, and an American flag, and that's uh, going to be forwarded to uh, Dr. Paul himself. So, as a uh, as a as a gift, I guess. Neat. It sounds like it was a really successful day. Do you feel like it was worth your while? Oh, absolutely. I. I it was it was one of the best times I've had recently. So did you? I mean, I've always said that I think protests and, and marches are, are good social occasions. Did you, did you make some new connections? Meet some interesting new uh, new faces while you were there? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I actually uh, met a guy on uh, on the uh, Daily Paul website. He was a uh, or he is a uh, uh, a student here at the uh, Naval Academy in here in Maryland, and. Uh, he, so I guess he would qualify as one of those active duty people who defied that order, and so. Uh, right. The order was no, the, the order you're referring to is the military uh, sent out a threat to all active and retired members, saying that they may not saying active people may not be at this event at all, uh, whether they're in regular civilian clothes or not. And a number of active duty people did show up in defiance of that that uh, that threat, and also that retired people may not wear their uniforms. So there was there was a constant threat over this. No one was arrested. Was there any police harassment at all? You know, surprisingly, um, there was none. Actually, uh, the, the police were surprisingly very helpful. They uh, they cleared the way for the for the formation to march down the street. And uh, during the speeches and things, there was there was a park police uh, police car that was. Just off to the side, but other than that, there was really no presence. It was kind of surprising. You guys had your your permits and everything, right? Well, I'm not really sure. Right? It kind of seems like they did. Kokesh yeah. said he did on on Saturday. Right. Well, I'm just making that's the reason, you know. Yeah. Right, you paid the yeah, gang, I was, I so was, I was also at the last Jefferson dance party, which was all which was obviously unpermitted, mm-hmm. and uh, the the difference in the police presence was was striking. Night and day, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah certainly. Yeah, well, the gang behaves differently when you pay them off. Uh, yeah, so that's very true. I, I'm glad you had a safe day. I'm glad it was successful. Hopefully, there was some more media coverage of this. You said there was local media that was out there. RT was there. You said Russia Today was there. But did you notice any local DC media? I didn't notice any um, media. I mean, the only time I had an opportunity to really uh, take a look and see if there's any media around was was not during the march. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure if there was anything going on during the march. Interesting. Um, but. Well, yeah, I guess it, if that comes it, out, we'll we'll find out. The after party is that still going on, or when did that when does that happen? I think it's probably going on now. I wasn't able to make it. They have several. They had several musical uh, acts. Jordan Page was going to be there. A number mm-hmm. of other folks uh, performing. It sounded like it really sounds like they put together a good event, and I'm glad that it happened. And also, rumor had it there was somebody there passing out Free State Project information. So hopefully, well, I was I was, uh, I was I was verbally passing that information myself. Fantastic. I'm a I'm a, I'm a participant well great we'll hope to see you up here sooner rather than later are you coming up to the liberty forum this weekend unfortunately no but uh, i'll uh, i hope to uh, try to make it to the uh, pork fest the porcupine freedom festival coming up this june i believe Uh, thanks for the call brian appreciate the report and uh, more coming up here at 855-450-FREE your phone calls about whatever's on your mind mick is listening in north carolina you're on free talk live hello mick hi um 
I was calling about the uh, NDAA that you brought up earlier. Yeah, um, the National Defense Authorization Act. Correct. Um, as I read the bill, it doesn't seem like it applies to U.S. citizens. And I'm wondering where, where you guys are getting that. It seems, you know, that, you know so f- folks have said this, uh, a couple of callers have said this, but, you know, the it seems like every major newspaper out there and most major news organizations agree that this can be used on American citizens. Now, I, you know, I can't I'm say, deferring to the experts. I can't claim to understand legalese and yeah, how these bills they, are written. They write these things to make it well, so difficult to understand them. Well, if... It's not hard to understand. Um, this, these two sections, uh, it, it specifically lays out. It says the requirement to detain a person in military custody under this section does not extend to citizens of the United States or lawful resident aliens. Or, then or why not. did Barack Obama say that, yes, this applies to American citizens, but it won't be used against them? Well, I don't know that he said that or when he said that, but I know that there was, this problem was brought up. And uh, they addressed it by adding in this section. I'm not sure when he said that because this bill was changed several times through amendment. But as it passed, Section uh, 1023 specifically says that it does not apply to U.S. citizens. You know, um, I it oftentimes these things will be so large and voluminous they can be hundreds of pages long, and they'll say one yes, thing in one yes. place and then say something entirely different in another. Uh, you know, all I can say is that there are a lot of people that have researched this, and I haven't seen one credible person. I've had callers call in and say what you're saying. Okay, so I'm just looking here quickly, just a little bit of research. Obviously, Wikipedia uh, says that all uh, section says that all persons arrested and detained. According to the provisions of Section 1021, including those detained on U.S. soil, whether detained indefinitely or not, are required to be held by the U.S. Armed Forces. The law affords the option to have U.S. citizens detained by the armed forces, but this requirement does not extend to them as with foreign persons. So maybe what you're looking at is where it's telling you that it's not required that the, the military detain them, but there's an option there if they want to. Right. It also says that they're not allowed to... Uh in section subsection E, it says uh, nothing in this section shall be construed to affect existing law or authority. Um, well, U.S. citizens. I'm not a lawyer, man. And it doesn't. You know, from what my experience is, it doesn't matter what the rules say. They do whatever they want to. And I thank you uh, for the call tonight at eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves. I wouldn't expect that to help you if they decide to go after you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. In these remaining moments at 855-450-FREE, that's 1-855-450-3733 here tonight. It's Ian and Mark. You can take control of the airwaves. Also join us online over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. You can do more if you'd like, but $3 a month is what we do, uh, what we ask for. We take that $3 in, combine it with other people's 3 bucks, and spend it on promoting the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and into more Internet listeners' ears as well through advertising and promotional efforts. It's, again, the AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. So you can help us out with that with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
as we continue with you and your calls. Ed is listening in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. How y'all doing? Hey, Ed, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I didn't know. I read a little article about we the people lose its followers uh, around the world. You know, the Constitution's not even looked at as, you know, much freedom. Like it says here, the United States Constitution is uh, terse and old. It guarantees relatively few rights. And it says James Madison once said, every Constitution uh, expires at the end, it says here, of 19 years because the earth belongs always to the living generation. This well, Madison. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was Jefferson that said that uh, you should have a uh, a revolution every twenty oh, years. Let me see what. Let's see more. By, by Thomas questioning Jefferson Ed. in a 1789 letter to James Madison. You're right, Mark. Yeah. It says Thomas Jefferson in a 1789 letter to James Madison. There you go. Yep. Said what I said. Mark Edge, also. super genius. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mark. All right, and uh. Uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, I would not look to the United States Constitution if I were drafting a Constitution in the year 2012. She said, she recommended instead South African Constitution, uh, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, or the European Convention on Human Rights. Well, I, I I question Ruth Bader Ginsburg, not my favorite justice, um, and you know I I wonder how many positive rights are ensconced in these documents that she's referring to. I'm not positive. By positive rights, you mean like the right to health care, the right to other people's actions, right and to efforts. education, the right to uh, the right the right to make other people work for me for free. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What else do you want to share, Ed? And also, you know, you were talking about the John Turley uh, piece, which mm-hmm. is good, and uh, but it should always be mentioned in any of this stuff, the mass incarceration of Americans, as y'all know. We lock up more people than Russia or China. I mean, how can yeah. we, in the land of the free, you know, as you talk about, we have more people incarcerated <laughs> than Russia, China. Yep. I mean, it is ridiculous. It's crazy. All right. I'll talk to y'all. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate (laughs) hearing from you as always. 855-450-FREE. In fact, we were doing the 10 reasons the U.S. is not the land of the free anymore. And this is, again, from WashingtonPost.com. Jonathan Turley, the author, uh, going through a number of different points that make the U.S. just as bad, if not worse, than places like Pakistan, China, and uh, and other less-than-freedom-friendly places. Making some... uh, Adept comparisons. He talks about secret evidence, how there's now routine use of secret evidence to detain people, employing secret evidence in federal military courts. It also forces the dismissal of cases against the United States by simply filing declarations. The cases would make a government reveal classified information, would then harm national security. A claim made in a variety of privacy lawsuits and largely accepted by federal judges without question. Even legal opinions cited as the basis for the government's actions under the Bush and Obama administrations have become classified. This allows the government to claim secret legal arguments to support secret proceedings using secret evidence. Scary stuff. In addition, some cases never make it to court at all. And remember, this country was founded on what was supposed to be an open, transparent judicial system. Trials are supposed to be public. You should be able to inspect evidence and stuff like that. The uh, federal courts routinely deny constitutional challenges to policies and programs under a narrow definition of standing to bring a case. 
And as, point, as pointed out in Mark Stevens' book, Adventures in Legal Land, if you ever try to sue the government for something, most always the answer from them is going to be, well, you don't have standing, case dismissed. It's true. War crimes. The world clamored for prosecutions of those responsible for waterboarding terrorism suspects during the Bush administration, but the Obama administration said in 2009 that it would not allow CIA employees to be investigated or even prosecuted for those actions. This gutted not just treaty obligations, but the Nuremberg principles of international law. When courts in countries such as Spain moved to investigate Bush officials for war crimes, the Obama administration reportedly urged foreign officials not to allow such cases to proceed. Despite the fact that the U.S. has long claimed the same authority with regard to alleged war criminals in other countries, various nations, by the way. The United States will just go around the world snatching people up. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they do it all the time. Yeah, and in case you thought that Obama was in some way anti-Bush, just look at how he's been protecting Bush's administration officials. Various, and, and carrying on the policies in most cases. There's that, too. Various nations have resisted investigations of officials accused of war crimes and torture. Some, such as Serbia and Chile, eventually relented to comply with international law. Countries that have denied independent investigations include Iran, Syria, and China. So, wasn't Iran one of the axis of evil, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. before? Yeah. So, therefore, uh, the U.S. is well has policies similar to some of the axis of evil countries. This is what happens. Governments grow. They get more intrusive. They want more power. They aggregate more power to themselves. They always do it in the name of truth, justice, and peace, and whatever. But they aren't organizations truly that foster these things. I mean, if you want truth, look at, uh, I mean, look at all the classified documents we have. The compare, compare the amount of classified documents today to just 20 years ago, if not 40 years ago, and you'll see they're classifying a lot of things. Secrets yeah. are not conducive to truth. Justice, well, I mean, when you see uh, you know, fewer than 1% of cases in the United States going to court, finally making it to court uh, because you know they've got a system set up where everybody plea bargains and then of those cases uh, the, on the felonies i don't have misdemeanor numbers mm-hmm. uh, about one third of them get found not guilty i mean really that's justice you're talking about less than 20 one uh, less than a quarter of one percent of people are acquitted of their charges in the united states that's justice you really think they're that efficient well, what good would secret uh, would secret evidence be without secret courts? The government has increased its use of the secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, which has expanded its secret warrants to include individuals deemed to be aiding or abetting hostile foreign governments or organizations. In 2011, Obama renewed these powers, including allowing secret searches of individuals who are not part of an identifiable terrorist group. The administration has asserted the right to ignore congressional limits on such surveillance. And by the way, Pakistan places national security surveillance under the unchecked powers of the military or intelligence services. Immunity from judicial review. Again, these are the ten reasons the U.S. is no longer the land of the free. Ten. Ten reasons. There are more probably reasons than this, but just ten. This is the one John Turley from the Washington Post came up with. Right. Immunity from judicial review. Like the Bush administration, the Obama administration has successfully pushed for immunity for companies that assist in warrantless surveillance of citizens, blocking the ability of citizens to challenge the violation of privacy. Similarly, China has maintained sweeping immunity claims both inside and outside the country and routinely blocks lawsuits against private companies. So, again, the corporations scratching the government's back and the government scratching the corporation's back. That's what it's all about. That's a, that essentially is fascism. Con- continual monitoring By Mussolini's definition. of citizens. The Obama administration has successfully defended its claim that it can use GPS devices to monitor every move of targeted citizens without securing any court order or review. 
Similarly, Saudi Arabia. We don't has, need no stinking papers. Uh, Saudi Arabia has installed a similar, a massive public surveillance system, while Cuba is notorious for active monitoring of selected citizens. Extraordinary renditions. The government now has the ability to transfer both citizens and non-citizens to another country under a system known as extraordinary rendition, which has been denounced as using uh, as being used in other countries such as Syria, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Pakistan to torture suspects. The Obama administration says it's not continuing the abuses of this practice under Bush, but it insists on the unfettered right to order such transfers, including the possible transfer of we U.S. citizens. It. We're not abusing it. I mean, and if you talk to any uh, addict out there, they don't believe any j- drug abuser says they're not abusing. Well, remember, the reason for the extra- so-called extraordinary renditions is to get people out of the U.S. jurisdiction and get them in the hands of other people. So, like, you transfer them to Pakistan, you give them to some Pakistani uh, criminals, and then they get to, you know, put whatever terrible torture devices to them that otherwise the u.s government guys wouldn't be able to utilize yeah they do it under the uh they do it under the guise of the cia and they get money for it right here if you torture them then we can get away with torturing people is essentially how it works it's kind of it and that uh, is there you go there's a little bit more that he has to say but you can go to the washington post and see that we'll uh, put the link up over at the free talk live bbs and the show prep suge- uh, show prep area and be back tomorrow you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. New Orleans' French Quarter is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. Though the impact of the 2005 Hurricane Katrina lingers still, New Orleans and its people have shown great resilience and strength. The Big Easy remains America's most un-American city, one that can be both elegant and debauched. Many of its myriad pleasures are packed within the lively grid of the French Quarter. It is New Orleans' most touristy area, but also its heart. The French laid out the quarter's 90 blocks of narrow streets in the early 18th century, and the Spanish who came afterwards further developed the area. Wander the streets and revel in the French Quarter's delightful melding of French, Spanish, Italian, and Afro-Caribbean cultures, then stop in one of the myriad watering holes for a hurricane, the city's unofficial signature drink. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar. Trafalgar.